Hey, welcome to the Courage to Connect podcast. I am Mark Ostash, your host, and uh, I appreciate you tuning into this very first episode. Uh, like many others who are entering the uh, content arena, podcasts have been something on my heart for quite some time. And as it goes with many other passion projects and desire to take your thoughts and turn them into content, they always come with a great deal of resistance. So uh, after uh, birthing my first book a couple years ago called Courage to Connect, I'm uh, just super grateful to be birthing this podcast with you all today. So thanks for tuning in. And we're going to treat today's episode as a little bit of a chance to get to know uh, kind of uh, why you should be tuning into the Courage to Connect podcast, a little bit about myself, my journey, and then how I'm hoping to help you along the way as you continue to navigate this uh, crazy hybrid world that we're living in and the digital demands on your life and days seem to grow. So hopefully you can find a little bit of wisdom and some nuggets of insights that'll help you along your journey as you continue to uh, connect intentionally with purpose and uh, just work through all of the things. So for starters, I just wanted to introduce myself a little bit more properly uh, here in Detroit, Michigan, uh, husband, father, family of uh, four, two dogs, two cats, two kids, and a whole bunch of fun stuff uh, beyond that. Uh, as many people like to say, uh, you know, family first and then work second. It's a hard balance to strike, but I believe that uh, with uh, just a little bit of space and grace, we can find ourselves navigating uh, just all of the demands of our life. So I'm excited to begin talking with you all today, just a little bit about why should you tune into the Courage to Connect podcast and a little bit of an origin story. Uh, this word courage and this word connection has been a bit of a, a mainstay in my life the last two years. Having uh become a keynote speaker and author right before the pandemic started. I found myself uh, working upstream to figure out how I navigate life in the virtual setting. And lo and behold, uh, having spent 10 years kind of studying uh, digital wellness and finding myself, uh, you know, oftentimes uh, restricted to my own screen and device and feeling how that impacts my emotion and mood. I began setting out on a bit of an advocacy journey to figure out ways to encourage others to create healthy boundaries with their devices, uh, which has in turn given me a pretty cool vocation uh, as a bit of a digital wellness expert. Now, expert is a little bit of a, a loose term there. Uh, it's something that others have called me, but I like to consider myself uh, both a novice and a lifelong learner. Learner. So as I continue to share uh, insights and ways that we can uh, really lean into the physical reality and find uh, truth and wisdom and, uh, you know, just grow in character as we navigate uh, 2022 and beyond. Uh, let's just know that we're going to we're going to have some bumps uh, and learn along the way how we can actually uh, navigate this journey together. So a little bit about me, an exercise that I like to play. It's called If You Really Knew Me. Now, If You Really Knew Me is a fantastic way to get to know uh people that you haven't necessarily had a chance to meet, uh, or it's a great way to warm up uh, an old connection with somebody that you haven't seen for a while. So I want to model this for you today and let this be an opportunity for you to get to know me a little bit more. So listeners, if you really knew me, uh, you would know that I do have two dogs and two kids. The two cats passed away a few years back and I'm secretly glad because I was deathly allergic to cats. Uh, if you really knew me, you'd know that I actually love animals and children, but oftentimes the dogs barking and the kids crying bring me to the center of joy and chaos each and every day. If you really knew me, you would know that I have a younger brother with special needs who is the social fabric of our family and brings great joy to our 
you know, just uh, vacations and stories and just the innocence and the way he views the world often brings us a little bit of levity into our days. Uh, if you really knew me, you would know that, yeah, I drink a lot of liquids before I have my first meal. So a bit of an intermittent fasting uh, kind of guy. Uh, and I find myself starting each day with a cup of lemon water followed by a cup of coffee uh, with a celery juice, a huge smoothie, and then topped off with a gigantic Yeti full of water. So if you really knew me, you'd know that I have a bio break or I pee about 10 times before 10 a.m. after drinking all those liquids. Uh, and uh, yeah, so if you really knew me, that's probably too, too much information for some of you, but others, we're just warming up here. So a couple more before I turn the corner here, but if you really knew me, you'd know that I'm a huge Kenny G fan. Yeah, please don't judge, but uh, out of the gates, uh, I've loved classic rock, uh, you know, grew up on James Taylor, Cat Stevens, all the greats from the 70s, and now I find myself being serenaded by the wonderful sounds of the saxophone of Kenny G. Um, if you really knew me, you'd know that I often smile on the outside, but I don't always feel that way on the inside. And if you really knew me, you'd know that 10 years ago when I got married, I surprised my wife and sang her my wedding vows on our wedding day. So let's get some snaps and claps here from the listeners today. Just warming up this idea of if we really knew one another, what would we know about each other? Now, that exercise has been a tool that I've had a chance to use uh, both in the workplace and kind of in my vocation over the past couple of years, kind of amongst the pandemic and even through it now. And it's been an incredible, incredible uh, kind of device or uh, opportunity to start to foster vulnerability. Now, I'll talk a lot about vulnerability and connection and uh, belonging because it's really been the central focus of my work the last couple of years. And I believe that as you begin to think about ways that you can create deeper senses of connection with yourself, uh, you're more likely to find a opportunity to connect more deeper with others. So that's really what this podcast is about, is uh, finding ways to connect with more intention with ourselves, uh, in line, I'd like to say, uh, offline, whether you're you know, at the cafe or you're back in the office or just literally walking to the grocery store, and then online uh, with others. So whether you're on Zoom or Teams or WebEx, whatever your platform of choice is, is how are we finding and making space for human connection and not just the transactional nature that is our day-to-day jam-packed, always-on lifestyle. Which reminds me, since we're getting a chance to know each other today, and I do have the floor, I would love to share with you a quick uh, little bit of uh, background in this kind of space of digital wellness. So before I do that, I want you to take a mental note right now, and I want to invite you into just kind of sharing and expressing your digital habits. So uh, as you listen to these words, just take a mental note, raise your hand, write it down, whatever you have to do to kind of listen along. But uh, just curious, uh, how many of you that are listening right now on a smartphone, right? I mean, that's kind of, uh, it's 2022, Mark, what are you talking about? We all own a smartphone. Okay, great. Well, how many of you check your phone right when you wake up in the morning? Right. I'm, I can see, you know, most people are like, okay, I set my alarm as an alarm. I check my phone. I, you know, check into, you know, social media, uh, the news, my email. I like to call it the holy trinity of checking uh, Facebook, Gmail, Instagram. Um, but I digress. All right. How many of you, before you go to bed, the last thing you do 
before brushing or after brushing your teeth is check your phone, right? Most of us, right? And the last question is just out of curiosity. How many of you use your phone when on the bathroom? I have this theory that uh, bathroom times at concerts and lines in public places and restrooms are just have gone up exponentially knowing that we all need an extra 15 to 45 seconds to check in with our phones before we actually leave the restroom. So uh, I won't go too far down that path, but I will say that in my final ask to the audience here is how many of you have written a poem about your song? A poem about your song, Mark? What does that even mean? A poem about your phone. That's what I meant to say. Has anybody out there written a poem about their phone? Spoiler alert, I have, and I'd like to share it with you just so you can get another peek into the world of my mind, my heart, and this whole journey of digital wellness and why I believe we need to find courage in the way that we're creating our connections. So here we go. Without further ado, here is a poem entitled, Disconnect Me. Every morning when I wake, my phone goes straight up to my face like makeup making me disgraced because it covers all my time alone. But it's loneliness I feel. But online, I can't be that real because I got to show my best face, my best case, and all my goals and accolades. But checking in means checking out to what this life is all about, face to face and holding hands and hanging outside with your friends. So listen to these words I state and make them yours and yours to break. Say them with me. Say them now. Grab your phones out and sing out proud. Disconnect me. Oh, disconnect me. Take my phone and shut it down. I plead these words. I plead them now. But up and down my eyes they go. Scrolling on from post to post. These aimless updates make me choke. But still I choose to hold this phone. My buzzing friend, he makes me sick. He's in my hand or he's on my hip. He's growing and he's got a grip, like King Kong pounding with his fists. But urgency emergencies, they're coming from my daily feed. My calendar, it cannot breathe and my mind is collapsing at its knees. So listen to these words I state and make them yours and yours to break. Say them with me, say them now. Grab your phones out and sing out proud. Disconnect me. Oh, disconnect me. Take my phone and shut it down. I plead these words. I plead them now. Disconnect me. And the crowd goes wild. Encore, encore. Oh my gosh. How much fun is that? Hey, you just got a peek into the love-hate relationship that I have with my phone. Uh, having, uh, I'm sure as many of you can relate to your calendar, not being able to breathe. And oftentimes your literal, physical and spiritual mind collapsing at its knees. So hopefully, uh, that made you smile a little bit. Uh, I know it did for me as I listened to, uh, you know, just the words of a poem that I wrote many, many years ago. And, uh, I think the intention behind me sharing that is just to let you know that our time together is going to be uh, a mixture of both fun and uh, no shortage of deep conversation. I'm really looking to bring guests and thought leaders and folks that want to have an intentional life. And I believe that the way we are finding connection, especially in a world that has uh, found itself in more and more isolation, more and more restrictive 
ways that we are gathering together in community and just this kind of sacred space that is our face-to-face encounters as those uh, kind of come back online, so to speak. And as we find more uh, space uh, to leave the digital lifestyle behind, or at least pause for a minute, this is where I hope that we can gather some insights together and bring some awesome guests on. And uh, from time to time, like today, I'll take the mic for you know half an hour or so and just uh, share a little bit on my mind and what you're up to and what I'm up to and just see if we can't go and grow together in finding ways to be more uh, intentional on how we connect with courage. All right. So you're probably like, Mark, I get it. Connect with courage. I've heard it. It's the name of the podcast, the name of your book. But really, what does that mean to have the courage to connect? So let me break down these two words because these two words come up often. And I believe they are central to figuring out how it is that we muster up the courage in facing difficult situations, uh, uh, tough conversations, tough people, uh, taking risks, uh, following and pursuing uh, the aspirations that we feel like we're being led to, uh, and just having uh, the faith to know that you are enough and that the uh, dreams, visions, and insights that you hold are often the things that are uh, inching you to be more intentional on what you do with your life. And I think for me, I, that was been uh, that has been the narrative for a long, long time. So just kind of backing up a little bit, uh, the word courage itself means to share your story or to share your heart. Uh, so it's an original uh, definition comes from the Latin word core, which means heart. So when you think about the word courage, it doesn't necessarily mean what you may know it as in its current mode, which is, you know, the firefighter had a bunch of courage because they rescued the child from the burning building. Although that's accurate um, uh, and noble, the original word courage actually meant to share your heart or to share your story. So I believe that having guests on Uh, sharing their heart, sharing their story is going to create an atmosphere of courage, which hopefully will stick to you and give you more of that, uh, you know, spiritual, emotional, mental, physical fuel that gives you a taste of what it's like to flex your own courage in situations where you might feel fearful or uh, under uh, kind of valued, if you will. So connection, on the other hand, we've talked about courage. The word connection also comes from the Latin word con. And in its original for, original definition, uh, the core word con means unity or together. So originally when we said the word connect in, in the English language, or for that matter, in the origin of the Latin language, it meant to be together physically in uh, some form of unity. So here we are balancing this hybrid world that we've lived in, many of us still leading and living and learning in a remote world. And uh, our physical encounters have been reduced to, you know, maybe going to the grocery store or heading to the gym. But as we uh, continue to be more intentional about how we connect, just see if you can't start to use those definitions, both in your day-to-day kind of mindset and just know through this podcast and in this podcast, we're going to be having people share their heart share their stories, and talk through ways that they've had uh, courage in the physical encounters and experiences that they've had in their life. All right. So that's a bit of a background on the podcast. Uh, I do want to just take a moment and acknowledge that uh, this journey that I've been on has been pretty cool. Um, Having uh, been born and raised in the Metro Detroit suburbs, Farmington, Michigan, to be specific, uh, grew up in a family of six total, I always said we were functionally dysfunctional, which just meant to say that we had a whole lot of love 
and a whole lot of dysfunction. And here I sit at 40 years old or stand for that matter. And I find myself, uh, you know, thanking uh, uh, God for the experiences that I've had to date, but also wanting to be able to separate uh, some of those past maybe experiences that haven't brought out the best in my thought life or in my overall view on uh, myself and those around me. And then using, um, you know, just a bit of a more uh, open mindset to my faith. Faith is something that's super important to me. I believe that as we talk about things like uh, well-being and digital wellness, it really can all point back to uh, your identity and your worth. And as we figure out um, ways to separate the amount of likes or comments that we've been given or gotten on our social media posts, and we spend more time uh, looking at truth and wisdom through whatever your worldview is, my worldview is uh, as a follower of Christ and as a believer in the truth and promises in the Bible, that's kind of where I hold my, um, you know, where I put my foundation down, so to speak. Uh, it hasn't always been that way. Uh, in fact, 10 years ago, when I met my wife, our second date was back to church. Uh, we had had a suicide in the family. I was depressed for the first time. I was lost. I was drinking heavy. I was finding myself uh, just a little bit um, disconnected from the current state. And we went on a date. We, it was a blind date set up by her sister, my now sister-in-law. And after going to church on that second date, she said to me, what'd you think? And I was like, ah, well, you know, I don't know about all these things, but, uh, you know, I knew that she was somebody special. And in fact, um, they were, you know, it's one of those larger non-denominational churches and they were given a, a message on reality television and how it's connected to dating. So what they did was they showed a clip from The Bachelor for those of you that are uh, watch The Bachelor. I've actually never seen it, but I've heard uh, that you know if you do sit down with your wife or spouse and watch a few episodes, it's extra bonus points for uh, romance and connection. Um, that's a, a, a you know, passive aggressive way of seeing. I've seen seasons two through nine. Just don't tell anybody. All right. <laughs> It's actually not true. But the point is, is that they show this clip from The Bachelor and they've got 10 women, all size zero, walking out of this limo to meet this guy, right? This guy is just like, you know, second date with these girls. He's on a helicopter ride going to Costa Rica. He's making out with three of them and, you know, in the second episode and uh, love is being manufactured at its finest. And the preacher pauses as I'm sitting there with my now wife on our third date. And he looks in the audience and he says, men, is this what it's like to meet and date women in the West? And I, West meaning in America. And I was like, Whew, not at all, not at all. And this is like, you know, in the early Instagram days. So there wasn't, you know, all the dating apps. It was pretty much just match and eHarmony. So I was done with those sites, but here I am sitting with my wife totally relating to what this pastor said. And then he then shows a picture on the screen of a pyramid, a simple pyramid, picture a pyramid in your mind. Uh, at the tip of the pyramid is a physical connection. At the next kind of uh, you know ladder down the pyramid, if you will, you see an emotional understanding, uh, then a psychological kind of uh, you know knowing of that person. And then at last, there's a spiritual foundation. And the pastor flips this pyramid on its head. So the tip of the pyramid is resting on the kind of vertical earth. And he's saying, we build our relationships on physical connections. 
and then they crumble and, and they break and they fail and through divorce and dysfunction and all the things that many of you have experienced or know, uh, it's not sustainable when we just build relationships on a physical connection. So he flips the pyramid back and he says, uh, you know, if we can find ways to build relationships, starting with the spiritual foundation, we can then grow to a psychological knowing and then advance to an emotional understanding of our spouse or our, uh, you know, our partner. And then eventually, regardless of if your, uh, your chemistry is there on day one, if your spiritual, psychological, and emotional kind of building blocks are leading up to this idea that physically you will just learn to love each other because you know each other, you understand one another, you know your triggers, your fears, your dreams, and most importantly, you're resting your foundation on a spiritual uh, path that you know that God is greater and that uh, as it's written, uh, what he, what, who he brings together, what he brings together, let no man separate. So that is uh, a peek into just both my journey as a believer and as a uh, man after uh, peace, both in my marriage, uh, as a role as a father with my dad, and as I serve uh, my clients and the people that I'm having an opportunity to speak to really all over the globe as a keynote speaker and author, I am just, I always think back to that day of like, how can we build our relationships on a solid foundation? So again, a little bit of background, because I believe that as we get to know each other, the deeper we know one another, the more intimacy that we can have, which is why I believe that things like vulnerability and uh, connection and speaking with radical candor all give us an opportunity to really push into the human side of what I believe is more of a relational world when oftentimes based on the digital demands of our life, we are finding ourselves in a out of breath, overworked, transactional day-to-day rhythm. So as I begin to wrap up this introduction today, I really think that it's important that Uh, We know that along this journey in the Courage to Connect podcast that uh, there's going to be times where I'm going to make you feel uh, inspired, times where I feel like uh, I could potentially offend you, and other times where you are just saying, let's go, let's do this. I'm totally going to practice what Mark is sharing. I love the insights and the takeaways that he's offering up to us, and I believe that this is just another content uh, that I want to both subscribe to, share, and most importantly, Uh, find value as I invest my time. All right, before I go, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for tuning in today. Thank you for uh, taking a shot on another bald-headed content creator that claims to have valuable insights about life. Uh, But I promise you, I won't claim to share or be anything that I'm not. And part of my journey is bringing you all along your journey to say, hey, how can we do this life together? How can we find ways to lean into each other and not separate? And how can we remind ourselves that human connection is the most powerful connection that we have? 